This is Yoga Uncorked. Yes. I'm nervous, girl. Okay, just coming off the back of our um, political rants, which These, we keep off like. Uh, we were just talking about politics because, you know, we're so um, intelligent and informed. <laughs> no, but you know what? One of the best, I think one of the most um, pinnacle is a word. I know I've used a few times when we were having our, our month trial ago. But one of the most kind of pinnacle times of the podcast last year for me, I think it was last year, was um, when we were interviewing Jivna. Ju- oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't want it to get political. And he was like, yoga is political. It is. And I was like, shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I've actually, yes. his episode, if you haven't listened, go back and listen. There's so much food for thought in there. Absolutely. Isn't and I'm still digesting a lot of what he yeah, said. Totally. I think at the time I was not quite starstruck, but like um, a bit speechless, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. almost because he really made me think. Yeah. And I, I feel like he... I hate saying what he does is controversial because mm. actually what he's doing is really beautiful and true. And needed. And needed. Mm. But it appears controversial. Yeah. But he, because it's going against the yoga slash wellness industry status quo in a way. Uh, it's, but it's, it goes it's against the love and light. So needed mm. though. Yeah. But I felt like he spoke so beautifully. He never once made us feel shame or guilt for things we did that maybe mm. weren't completely in alignment. You know, stuff like that. I just, I don't know, I can't even articulate it quite yet. Yeah, he's um, amazing. He was able to get across his point really strongly and really beautifully without shaming anyone else, without making anyone feel like shit, without making us feel like we're wrong or, you know, mm-hmm. instead he just made us think beautiful yeah. and feel. Yeah, and yeah. the inclusivity element is just massive. Yeah. But going right back to why I was saying I was nervous, I just turned to Kelly after our political rant and said, right, should we make a list of what we're going to talk about? And she was like, let's just go. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm nervous. And then I said, actually, so know- these are usually our good ones. Yeah. Well, we think. Um, are you nervous because it's a topic um, that I think involves much more you as opposed to me? We've said this a few times before, and actually, as the episode goes on, you have a huge amount to contribute still. Mm. So, but I suppose maybe it's a massive pillar for me. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the education. Of yoga. Pedagogy. Yeah. So not just, it's really how how things are taught. It could be, you can apply that term to anything, any person teaching anything yeah Um, it's just I suppose the the way in which the education unfolds for sure Hmm. and first things first first things on the list I never know the lyrics oh what were you gonna say first things first on the realist I don't want louder rap for the people (laughs) rap for the people (laughs) um the thing that pisses me off the most and this is my thing my trigger my issue is when people say, oh, you're a yoga instructor. <laughs> Why does it trigger me so or much? trainer. A trainer actually doesn't bother me as much as instructor. So in case you're wondering, like, what's wrong with that? You're a yoga instructor. It's yoga instructor versus a yoga teacher. Mm. So in my mind and my understanding, and obviously language is so complex. But instru- it's important. But it's important. Mm-hmm. But 
my understanding of a word could be completely different to your understanding oh, of yeah, the word. It's, it's and that's why language is subjective. Yeah. Yes. And I think we talked about this with Ananda, didn't we? About how so much, especially on his episode of what we talked about, is so hard to articulate because mm. it's a feeling and words are actually quite reductive. And I but feel it can like, help. I feel like as well in the format of a podcast, when you're just relying on spoken language, you can't see body language yes. or... Our stunning faces. <laughs> you should see us, lads. We're both, we're both in glorified pajamas, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely. It could be okay that we go to the shop in these clothes, mm. but if we went to sleep in them, that's also totally fine. Mm. Correct? Well, I, well, <laughs> I kind of like my outfit. Your outfit's gorgeous, <laughs> but what I mean is we're not in suits. Like, <laughs> There's no pencil skirts here. There's no pencil. A peplum. Um, I just feel like the word instructor is is to denote someone who instructs how to do something, mm -hmm. which would be a very linear, I feel, form of yoga. This is how you do it at the end. I personally feel like I'm a yoga teacher, mm -hmm. someone who teaches and educates you about yoga, whether that's on a Tuesday night class and you come once and you go mm -hmm. home having hopefully learned a body part, um, how something works, a tool you can use in your daily life to help you, or right up to the other end of the spectrum, teaching people how to teach. Mm. So I think that's why it bothers me. And to tie back into last episode when I was talking about my sense of worth of being a teacher, um, there is that element, but th this is also a truth mm. that lives inside my body, is that I feel like I am a yoga teacher mm. and not an instructor. Mm. How do that's you feel about it? You don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm it probably wouldn't really trigger me um are you saying i'm triggered you <laughs> said you're i know i'm only first. joking what you meant um, but i totally understand where you're coming from and i have been called in, uh, an instructor in the past and it doesn't feel right yeah okay um but yeah i i i can feel into what you're saying but calm down no, no, not joking. no, no, no I'd never it. tell you to calm down. I wonder, is it because though I kind of have my eggs in loads of different baskets? And I'm not yeah, saying that your whole you identity is yoga teacher. I know you it is though. So... <laughs> <laughs> You're so much more than that. But I'm wondering, might it um ups be a bit more not upsetting but yeah just uh, disrupt you a little bit more than it would me you know that's a beautiful way of saying mm. it yeah no I totally agree and I'm very aware of this and I would also like to say publicly that if you've ever called me a yoga instructor like it's she not... hates you <laughs> <laughs> shots fired you're it... on a mental list <laughs> okay it's not like in that moment I get violent and angry you she know does. at that person <laughs> um it's more that I personally would never use that word to describe myself. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> calm down. Calm no, down. no. I think this is, um, do you know what? I think it's a beautiful thing to recognize and it does kind of point to the importance of language. Well, also to kind of tie back to what you were just saying about the, your, you having your eggs in many baskets, like it is something as well that I feel I am supposed to do you know, whether you guys want me to do it or not, but it's like, this is the area that I have huge passion for. Mm -hmm. I think I'm good at. You're I very good find at. it easy. It's your calling. I think it, it, sorry, not even, I think it is. It is for now. Anyway, it's taking this form. You know, I'm sure I could 
change as the mm. years go on but for now it's it's taking this form and so I think that's why I'm passionate about the specific <laughs> I'm only joking about no, the I specifics of it, it you know yeah. and part of my triggeredness and the passion for it is that and understandably so there are a lot of people who who consider this kind of a woo-woo or you know like a something you kind of play along with whereas actually this is okay an ancient science mm. and maybe not always proven by modern science mm. but it is a craft and it is a calling and it's a nuanced mm. practice that can radically transform people's lives yep. when done in a certain way absolutely and that certain way isn't prescriptive mm -hmm. and you can't monitor it or proceduralize it and it will um, be felt different by every different person absolutely mm -hmm. yeah and experienced so, differently and i know we've touched on this in a previous podcast as well but like my brother is a school teacher uh, before i came to yoga i was potentially going to be a chemistry and maths teacher my mom was a secondary school teacher and a preschool teacher and then went on to specialize in childhood bereavement and you know it's like I don't know it's in I teaching think, is in, in your DNA. DNA is what you said Absolutely. yeah I loved when you said that that was a few episodes ago I, that's so beautiful yeah and it's such I just teachers in general and I'm kind of thinking now like even primary and secondary school teachers and I don't know if I said this before but like you know they get a lot of stick like yeah they really do especially during covid like the comment section which oh, don't don't bother with them but <laughs> the comment section of things where teachers were you know talking about their concerns and stuff people people kind of love to hate on teachers a little bit i feel it's yeah and i'm like they're literally molding and forming your children like yeah. the influence and impact that teachers have especially on young children as they develop is like no other so mm -hmm. and i mean you can say it as well for in adolescence like secondary school teachers you know adolescence is such a tricky time the influence that that kind of um, authoritative figure will have and like probably in the yoga class as well you know like it's 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 an important role massive and just like every career you'll have people who are amazing at it who are dedicated who are there for the right reason mm -hmm. and then you'll have the people who are there for the summer holidays for the pay well actually very few people are there for the pay at the moment oh no yeah. uh, it depends where you're teaching like um like my brother is teaching in dublin and trying mm -hmm. to live in dublin on a teacher's oh, salary God, yeah. like it's not easy but does it because he adores the job yeah. and you know i of course i'm biased but i think he's an amazing teacher and you know like you said there has been feedback he's got from parents and from students that were like oh they never enjoyed geography and history till they met yeah. you and mm -hmm. you know like he was off um, injured there for a while he hurt his knee and he said like he got a round of applause and he went back in oh i'm bawling does like, he listen to the podcast no, I no. i'll make him listen to this one <laughs> um and you know like whatever about him passing on information to the children having children they're teenagers having a positive role model in your life that isn't your parent because who so, knows what they have going on at home absolutely. you know is really important so that's kind of more the academia education um but i think we forget 
I definitely do at times that as adults we can keep learning Mm -hmm. but we're so used to being good at things that we can often this is totally generalizing struggle to do something new because we're like we don't know it immediately whereas ask a 12 year old to do something new they'll have it mastered in two hours because they're like more patient yeah yeah. this is normal Mm -hmm. like you know I'm gonna figure this out and Mm -hmm. trial and error and learn you know um yeah so that's something you have to be mindful of as well when you have people coming to yoga class you know how are you imparting these these teachings to you because it is adults and it is hard to learn as an adult, you know, and there is a lot of pressure put on oneself because you should feel like you kind of know it. Yeah. You know, and like, or not that you know it, but if you're finding, you know, you're if you're not picking it up as quickly as you would expect to. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's an interesting one. And like, just to use you for an example, if you don't mind, like, and you've said it openly on the podcast before that you were traumatized by the leaving cert traumatized so like whenever i'm doing any sort of thing in a teaching it's a memory yeah it's a memory task that's what that is yeah it is it it really is and like i have friends who got violently ill on the morning of their maths exam you know and they're down be sick 50 points and didn't get their course and it's ridiculous for one day you know and that's for two or three years of learning as well no that's changing there's definitely more um continuous assessment but Continuous assessment's brilliant. Yeah, I think it's much better. But anyway, that's something that I really consider when I'm teaching in a teacher-trainer capacity. Okay. Like, people could be coming in who are automatically triggered by me because Mm -hmm. I'm a teacher and an authority. Mm -hmm. I I don't feel like I'm an authority figure. But there is a level of... But they've put that on me because they previously, in a previous learning environment, were shamed, were felt to feel stupid, Mm -hmm. were not supported for mm-hmm. with their needs that they had um and so like for my upcoming 200 hour that i'm running plug, plug, um i have in the application form is there anything in your educational background that i need to know about mm. that can facilitate you being comfortable in this learning environment for example adhd um past traumas experiences mm-hmm. blah, blah blah and then treated with the strictest of confidence because mm-hmm. if i know that someone really struggles with lots of text learning things off mm-hmm. you know now it's a yoga teacher training so obviously it's going to be a bit more embodied than that but let's really focus on instead of learning all these sanskrit names off by heart yeah let's do them and say the name out loud while you're in them and you mm-hmm. know don't worry about the spelling let's mm-hmm. focus on this that bit to me is so important that can the learning experience be fucking joyous instead yep. of a chore yeah you know um, oh amazing and on so many teacher trainings I've done people panicked about the exam or the test mm. and obviously it's something it's really difficult to examine um it's more like we observe as they're teaching mm. and give feedback and it's like a constant building of the tools and stuff um so even though we say that to them a lot like don't worry this isn't a mm-hmm. 99 out of 100 test kind mm-hmm. of job it's actually a let's observe see where you're at give some feedback refine it let's mm-hmm. teach again watch you again you know um a honing of your craft mm-hmm. yeah so will we touch on what the kind of framework is around the education of yoga it's fucking shite is <laughs> Sorry to be blunt, but before I ever became a yoga teacher, um, years and years ago, listening to was it a I don't know was it a podcast or I don't know where I came across it actually, but oh, there was like 
hits one nearly about like the whole framework with yoga alliance okay yeah um and like it's it's 200 hours is kind of what i think back then it was it was definitely better there was a bit more um what would the word be oh what's the word I feel like now sometimes I'm seeing teacher trainings being advertised maybe they might come up just you know sometimes there'd be advertisements come up on your Instagram Mm -hmm. that like you might not follow a page at all and it could be like oh don't worry if you've never ever stepped on a yoga mat do this on zoom yeah and I'm like really yeah and I know you can't quantify how good of a yoga teacher someone's going to be it's the same with things I think like psychology or psychotherapist like people will often say oh you know are young people especially psychotherapy more so you know there's an age to that like if you want to begin that you have to they're not going to take people straight from school because they want a bit of life experience Uh but then I'm like there could be 18, 19 year olds coming up in the world that have more life experience mm. than any 60 year old. We all know, uh, we all know like a super immature 60 year old. And we all know a wise, soulful 20 year old. Yeah. So you can't quantify these things, but I just feel it is very loose, isn't it? Very. Now, <clears throat> how do you quantify a craft at all? Do you know what I mean? Or how do you... Especially something like quantify, yoga. Quantify. Quantify, quantify yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, especially yeah especially something like yoga but and this is in general and I'm absolutely not bastardizing all the teacher trainings out there in general they are money-making schemes and because they're according to the yoga alliance which is a governing body in the US of yoga according to yoga alliance and the UK as well as their yoga alliance professionals okay so according to the yoga alliance in the US US based you have to have a 200 hour qualification okay yeah and two full years of yoga teaching experience mm-hmm. to teach teachers so that would be like uh shit give me a good analogy that would be like someone qualifying as a nurse working as a nurse for two years and then they're now in charge of teaching all the new nurses okay so that would never be allowed so how do you feel about okay so sorry that's why i'm saying the standards are poor okay of the teaching of the the courses that are churned yes yeah so not all of them are poor but if that's the minimum requirement think of all the people who did a yoga teacher training Mm -hmm. have taught one class a week for Mm -hmm. two years so maybe max and like it could be hundred hours there's nothing wrong wrong with online teaching i done it i Uh still do online teaching but it's not the same as working with physical bodies absolutely breathing bodies so like is there even there might not even be uh like could it be a case even that like if they were online teachers for two years they'd qualify to be teacher trainers yeah and i mean like i suppose we're talking about we're kind of throwing two different things into the pot here now because we're talking about the poor standard of teaching and then sorry of teacher training and teaching online so let's let's even just pull the online out of it for a second, mm-hmm. right? So that's what the Yoga Alliance 
in the US, their standards are Yoga Alliance professionals, which are like a splinter group of people who kind of came away from the yoga, as far as I know, came away from the Yoga Alliance US saying, your standards are shite, let's set up stronger standards. Theirs is that you have to be a senior yoga teacher, which means you have to have either eight years experience mm. teaching yoga or something like 4,000 hours of teaching. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Teaching plus training done. Mm-hmm. And that the senior yoga teacher has to teach 70% of the contact of the content on teacher training. Mm. So to me, they're still not hectic standards, but they're still way better than the Yoga Alliance. I feel like just thinking back now at a time we were so lucky to do our teacher trainings when we did. <clears throat> like I done my teacher training probably like six or seven years ago six years ago maybe and it was kind of before the explosion of yoga in the world yeah (laughs) and like I think like people will say it's a saturated market and it is and like the more yoga that's out there for people to access the better yeah I think if you were to really think about it like yeah it's saturated but like accessible yoga is only a good it's a good thing it's a really good thing but I feel like I was really lucky that my teachers were really, really, really senior teachers. And I'm yeah. making them sound like they're really, really, really old. They're not no, at but all. they're seasoned practitioners. But I would say they teachers. both at the time had 20 years. Easily. Easily. Each, each I'd say. Yeah, 15, easily. 20 years yeah. each. Which I think says me a, a 10 year old. No, teacher. maybe 20 years is a stretch. I'm making them seem very old. I'd say maybe young ones. 30 between them, though. No? Easily. Yeah. I'd say, yeah. Um, And similarly, like, I reckon every teacher training I've done as a student, mm. I'd say minimum 20 years my teachers had, which I sought out a high standard, <clears throat> but I also sought out authentic people. And, mm. you know, I've been to classes of people who've been teaching for 20 years that I thought were terrible. And that's Not the, the thing people, as well. The classes yeah. are terrible. The people were lovely. But like longevity in the game doesn't always mean a good thing a good thing yeah but I suppose I definitely feel disheartened by the quality of teacher training out there just from anecdotally hearing about people who've trained with Mm. different people over the years and I think actually COVID had a huge role to play in this Mm. nearly every studio was suddenly scrambling to make money and the easiest and quick and everyone was at home Mm. with accessibility to things and extra income if they were earning mm-hmm. and suddenly everyone decided to run a teacher training to keep their studios open and keep their money going mm. and so it just churned out in Ireland anyway and I, I've seen this across the world thrown together wishwashy, quick panicked let's do this to keep money going mm. one person contributing nearly for the whole training very few input from other people very little diversity and um, of course there was some brilliant stuff turned out as mm-hmm. well over lockdown but having spoken to some students who decided to do their teacher trainings be them online or in person over the last few years and they've asked me questions and I've been kind of horrified to be honest that mm-hmm. they didn't cover that stuff or that they didn't know but the biggest issue so you can talk about the authenticity of yoga and the holistic side and where yoga came from and the history of it but the biggest issue for me is that very few people are teaching them how to teach 
they're throwing mm. a whole load of information mm. about yoga at them and then they're sending them out into the world unable to teach mm-hmm. which we all know what it's like if you can cast your mind back to school of when a teacher walked into the room who was nervous to be there mm. the class was in chaos mm. no one respected them they didn't feel like do you know what it's like a captainless ship mm. okay there's someone driving the ship but actually nobody knows where we're going yeah i feel like it can be like that in yoga sometimes these mm-hmm. people who have all this yoga information they've no skills in teaching they don't know how to hold space they don't know how to uh command a room and i don't mean that in a dogmatic way of mm-hmm. like you have to listen to me but like that for this time i am the teacher mm-hmm. you have paid to be here or maybe come for free um and actually it's your yoga practice. I'm facilitating it, but I'm going to be the the captain, the lead. And like, yeah, you might wander and sail off this way and you might sail off this way, but we're still kind of mm. going with the same intention. Um, And when you're in a room with someone who teaches like that, I feel you instantly feel safe. Mm, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And there's such a fine line between dogma of like, this is the way it is and I'm in charge and I'm the hierarchy. I'm the top of the hierarchy um it's but, a display of confidence in a way yeah and when people are confident you immediately feel safe with them exactly and such a fine line then between overconfidence which yeah of fake it till you make yeah, it yeah. kind of like you know um but for the majority of people especially if they have kind of you know a lot of responsibility in their day-to-day they want to go into a yoga room and be held mm. uh, whether it's online or in person they want to know that someone else has has the ship in control yeah and that they can just be a passenger, you mm-hmm. know? They don't have to worry about the time. Exactly. You know? And that's a craft that mm. you learn over time and you learn through experience. And I definitely learned that more from, I don't want to say bad classes, uncomfortable classes or captainless classes. Mm-hmm. I've learned so much more than from really good classes. Because mm-hmm. when it's a really well steered class, you don't even notice that they're steering. Is the name of the app Captainless Class? I think so. <laughs> the, the sinking Titanic ship of education of yoga. I remember my or first... Or Janty loves an analogy. <laughs> <laughs> my first teacher training, like, you know, you are, like, you're there because you want to be there and you're very eager to learn. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, sitting there and I'm, like, teach me how to write a class plan, you know? <laughs> and this is, I suppose, I, I took mine over the course of a year, which again, and then it's assessing as a student what way of learning or what methodology suits me and who I am the yeah. best, like the most, you know? Like I wasn't going to be someone who'd done it full time for a month. I couldn't anyway, but if I had been given the choice, I'd still choose to do it Absolutely. in the way I'd done it. Um, Because you, the thing with the kind of, maybe we can talk about this because it is an episode on education, is how they are tend to kind of be structured and it is full time for a month or over kind of 11 months I don't mind. And I've had loads of people over the years ask me like, did you mind taking you know yeah. that long? And I had so much integration time. Yeah. it's And I would never amazing. change that. There's benefits and challenges mm, to both ways. Absolutely. And actually, let's be really clear now. So Typically, at the moment, how you qualify to become a yoga teacher is you have to do a 200 hour Mm -hmm. YTT, they call it yoga teacher training. And this can this can be done in any way, actually. But the most common ways you see are an intensive. Mm -hmm. What used to be a month has now come down to 20 days. How people are squishing them into 20 (laughs) days. I have no idea. Um, Because there's some like extra learning online Mm -hmm. and stuff then outside of that. Um, So 200 hours over the course of however many days or 
the 200 hour split up over the year, usually done in weekend blocks or maybe an evening and a day a mm. weekend. Um, and that's your general. Oh, I have memories of mine. I love oh, so much. We've done Friday night, Saturday and all day Sunday. Lovely. Oh, oh. In yoga loft. It was such beautiful. a beautiful space. So you're. I think we're both so oh, fortunate to have had so such beautiful lovely. training. Mm. Um, so they're the two ways typically they can get a 200 hour, which mm. are your basic standard training. And that's what you need to get in short. Mm. We all know that 200 hours is actually nothing in the grand scheme mm. of things. Was it you telling me that Masoors have to do 1500 hours of training? I think no. someone said that before. Okay. So it's pretty low on mm. the standard of training. Um, and we all know that you could have someone coming in with loads of yoga experience who will take that 200 hours and be the most beautiful mm. integrated teacher or, and actually someone who's never done yoga before can do a 200 hour and really live and embody it and mm -hmm. be a beautiful teacher. Equally, I know people who've done close to a thousand hours of teacher trainings as a student, and I don't think they understand yoga at all. Mm. Now. That sounds quite judgmental of me. but Understand it or understand how to teach it? Both. Both, okay. I think they, because like I've seen 200 hours where it's like 150 hours of anatomy. Mm. So they, they understand the science of the body, mm. but do they understand the magistry of movement? Mm. Oh, put that on a t-shirt. That's, That's Kira. Wild Waves. Oh uh, yeah, shout out Kira. Yeah. Um, so just going back to like me sitting up Oh yeah, sorry. Totally no, no, no. I think that that was great. Um, little segue. Put me off the top of the class, and I'm like, oh, just teach me a hip sequence. <laughs> teach me a heart opening <laughs> sequence. Like I really loved anatomy and physiology. I know it's so much more than that. And actually, I was so respectful of my teachers as well, who held the teacher training because they had a physiotherapist. Or, yeah, a physiotherapist come in and mm. teach us. And she was a Pilates teacher, controversial. And she used to make jokes like, this is kind of how we breathe about breathing Pilates, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> but she was such a phenomenal person to facilitate the learning of the body because Beautiful. she was a literal physiotherapist. Yeah. Like, you know, um, so I used to just be like to my teachers, like waiting for that, like blueprint of some kind of lesson plan. And again, it's one of these kind of things that will always stay with me. You know, I'm sitting there and I think it both Nikki and Catherine, so Nikki Cousins and Catherine Moynihan, um, Nikki Cousins Yoga and Yoga Whereas Catherine, if you want to look them up, they're amazing. Um, they would say, Oh, like you can write all the fancy lesson plans in the world, <laughs> but like you feel into your class and you look at the people who are standing in front of you, and if you have a big backbending sequence or even you know, a very soft, slow sequence, like you got to be willing, able and absolutely ready to just fuck it out the window yeah, because 100%. you are teaching the people in front of you. I've and it's up happened more to lesson me plans so much. I have planned them like, yeah. And I'd always begin my class by just trying to feel in and ask people, yeah. how are you feeling today? Like, and you could have people in there bouncing off the walls and you're like, okay, we're not, we're going to do something more yeah. energetic. Or I've often had, because I have felt energetic, had a lovely energetic class plan. And then I'm like, these people are tired from work. Yeah. It's this time of the year. We're just going to do. Yeah. So like I knew 
it was at that moment I knew I was in the right teacher training. Beautiful. But I wouldn't have known that moment unless it presented itself to of me. Of course, yeah. And that was a big learning moment for me that it's like, oh yeah, you actually can't really plan. No. Uh, th- this goes to everything in life. Everything. And I'd say, like, obviously for your qualification as a secondary school teacher or primary school teacher, you do actually have to lesson plan. But my brother would constantly say that, that like, okay, you have curriculum and you have stuff you have to mm. get through. But like, you could go in and there's a day and like, you know, you could have anything present itself to you. But I'll give you some lols. I have taught classes where, I'm not joking, this was one class, right? I just moved to a part of the UK where I was living. We talked about this before. Oh, but we let's did. Talk about it oh, again. yeah. Basically, in one class, I had a senior yoga teacher who'd been teaching for 25 years. Mm-hmm. Um, a man walk in in work boots and work pants who had like a flick knife and some tools hanging off his belt, which he refused to remove. Not refused, but like I was like, oh, you'd be more comfortable lying down if you didn't have a knife, a knife pressing into your leg. <laughs> um, I had someone who was deaf. It was all in one class. And I had a couple who she had done a lot of yoga and she was bringing her partner, her husband for free. And she just spent the whole class telling him what to do. He was and allergic. I was just like. And I had a good few beginners. I was just like... This and were you plan. new to teaching at the time? I'd been teaching full-time for two years. Okay. But I was new to the area. Mm. Um, I, no, I've equally gone into classes with no plan and felt like the class was a mm. bit aimless. So, you know, it's an I'd intuitive always, art. There's always a rough draft there. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I write plans and I have them at the top of my mat. But yeah. I, you know, I am ready and willing to, to change discard. Um, I'd love to kind of continue from the 200 hour thing so can I say one thing though sure. just as you were talking about um, the that class there there was a teacher messaged me once I think we might have put up like oh tell us funny yoga stories oh yeah I won't say her name because I haven't consented to saying her name in the podcast but um, it's a yoga teacher but <laughs> a brilliant yoga teacher actually <laughs> um, she said that she had a couple come once as well and that um, your man came in jeans maybe and he was doing the class and about 20 minutes in, everyone was really calm and I know they're laying down or something like that. And he just stood up and he goes, nah, not for me. <laughs> Look. I love it. And he goes to his missus, I'll catch you there in about an hour. I'll love be outside. It. And I'm it. like, we love him. Yeah. He's honest. And he's like, do you know what? Nah. I'm wasting my time. Yeah. I don't want to be here. But the fact that he just stood up and he went, nah, not for oh, me. Oh, I love it. That's brilliant. Oh. Yes, you never know what you're going to get. Basically. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but yeah, sorry, that's your basic qualification. Mm-hmm. And then you can go on to do further study and you might see stuff like a 30 hour in yin. yin. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I would say it should be 100 hour. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, same at restorative um 100 hour prenatal I was just teaching mm-hmm. on um I love the way um I'm very biased of course but I love the way Grace teaches her yin yeah she separates it so I've done two separate teacher trainings with Grace and I know she's formulated a 100 hour one now which I am going to do because mm-hmm. I deserve to do that well you just need to do the third part yeah do you? so yeah. I've done the first two parts yeah. but you know it isn't just like here's everything about yin in 30 hours yeah you know first we done upper body or no first we done lower, lower body, body and yeah. then we done upper body so i very much look forward to doing the third yeah. component of that um so that would equate really to 100 hours like yeah. um or you know yoga for children trauma-informed yoga mm. there's so many different ones um and then 
you can do what's kind of like a level two, which would be a 300 hour. Yeah. So you're building up to your five. So hours. it's like what you did initially plus another hundred mm. hours. Um, and that would be kind of like called a level two or a senior yoga teacher. Which level. I have never done. I'm a 200 hour baby. But you don't need it. Again, mm. to go back, I know someone who's done a thousand hours of teacher trainings mm. and I used to be ashamed of that and afraid to, yeah, no. and I used to carry shame. And it was something I was going to mention actually in the last episode when you said that um, you had to identify where you, um, um, how were you feeling a certain way because the studio was gone because you didn't have a space or because mm. there was an identity thing. I used to always be bothered. I don't know what I say, embarrassed, no, not embarrassed, but felt much more less than as a teacher in the yoga industry because um I even hate using the word industry yeah I was gonna say Ugh. yeah the yoga world Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> um, instructors in the industry but, um, <laughs> no because I always carried a part-time job another job interesting and I would say a lot of people might feel that way yeah and I actually spent a lot of the lockdowns looking at my attachments and identities around mm being a yoga teacher and I I think I kind of shed them all away now um didn't we speak about this in one ep where it's like I would much rather someone who's a part-time job or even a full-time job teaches one yoga class a week and fully embodies yoga adores it is passionate than someone who sees this manicured version of what a yoga teacher is online leaves their corporate job and I'm saying that as someone Mm. who did do that um and thinks all their problems are gone and that they'll pass on all of this beauty to their student by being a yoga teacher and having to hustle and teach 17 classes I think you have done it really well and you found the balance that suits Mm. you and I think that is extremely rare now I will say I have to acknowledge my privilege mm. that it is a huge privilege and this goes back to you not not having your 300 hour it's a huge privilege to head off somewhere for eight weeks and study do you know what Mm. I mean it's a huge privilege of time of financial funds um of responsibility you know so like had I a partner at the time or no I did have Eamon at the time but I had someone beautiful looking after him um had I children Mm. had I been struggling a bit more financially Mm. you know they were my savings that I used to pay Mm. for that um you know that training was four thousand euro and Mm. then my flights to India and eight weeks off like that's a huge Mm. privilege so your your hundred your number of hundred hours doesn't always mean you're a really good teacher it might mean you just Mm. had a bit more privilege and a bit more access to these things that's a beautiful insightful Mm. um sharing thank you now Um, on the flip side sorry just to finish that equally I could have used that 5,000 euro and bought a car but at the time and still is my passion was learning yoga so a privilege but also somewhere where I focused my time energy mm -hmm. and money you know so yeah but even if you are super passionate about yoga and really want to teach more but you have lots of responsibilities or not as much privilege as I had and that I'm really grateful for then maybe it's just not accessible to you you know and that's okay Mm. and that you know I know that it's a common feeling because I've seen it come up with people um Mm. who feel because they're not all in yeah and it's not their sole job that they don't really feel like up air quotes proper yoga teacher but I can guarantee you if I had to rely on yoga as my sole source of income I would not be teaching good classes you'd be a basket case I'd be panicked yeah actually let's go to (coughs) alchemy studio and is open six teachers 
I was the only person doing a full time. Yeah, we and all I had. Was the only person bar Danny who had a three hundred hour. Mm. And I would like to say they were some of the best classes in Cork. Thanks mm. very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I yeah, that's kind of the area. But it's been really interesting. I technically um could have run a two hundred hour two years ago. Actually, I could have run it six years ago, according to Yoga Alliance mm. US. And something always told me not to because. Mm. I had such a reverence for teaching and I was so aware that teaching teachers is a whole other ball game than teaching. I classes. feel like you should probably, there should be some framework around you doing a separate um, element of teaching on how to teach. Oh, hundred percent. That like, has nothing to do with yoga. No. Just like, can you relay, how are you teaching these people? Do you respect that everyone learns very differently? Yeah. You know, like because just the element or just the process of learning in general is so huge. Who trains the trainer? That's a really common mm. thing that you hear. And unfortunately, in the yoga world at the moment, there's no standard, there's no specific. It's now, not regulated. There are it? some amazing people out there. And, you know, we should have had her on for the episode, like Grace Tempany, who's been on the episode, has a master's in education. She is a secondary school teacher, but then she went on to do a master's in the education side oh, of things. We need to have another one. I know, we will. Place. And I know she's probably listening to this now being like, I have so much to say. Yeah, well, she'll be she'll be here. We so need another episode. There her. are phenomenal teachers out mm. there. But the thing I hear time and time and time again from people who've done 200 hours is, I learned a load about yoga. I'm petrified to teach. Mm. I learned a load about yoga. I don't know how to teach. I learned a load. Of, and I'm just like, what the fuck are they doing on these 200 hours but i would say by and large the people running these 200 hours are yoga teachers they're not yoga teacher trainers because it's a whole other mm. sphere and like if you put let's say there's 20 people on the training you put 20 people who are wanting to be yoga teachers in a room there's so much to unpack there why are they here like it's a it's a massive element of holding space as mm. well as oh yeah what's our aim here and are we going to send these people away competent competent mm -hmm. and respectful and just really interesting like my main no maybe not my main one of my deepest intentions with the 200 hour i have coming up which is my first one by the way i'm very excited um is and it says it in one of the first lines in the in the details on it is this yoga teacher training will make you a yogi first and a teacher mm. second because if you focus on just the teaching element yeah you'll have an amazing teacher but do they know what they're teaching mm. and if you focus just on the yoga element you'll have an amazing yogi well maybe mm. not but yeah you more than likely have someone who knows a lot about yoga mm. but are they actually a yogi yeah yeah true and can they teach it and then can mm. they teach it but the biggest benefit I found from teaching yoga is that when you deeply truly understand it it's a lot easier to teach it yeah and I'm thinking back to my first year of teaching yoga and I, I look in hindsight you can see like you can reflect on like honest mistakes and you know you're just you're so passionate you just want to go out into the world yeah share the practice of yoga so like I look back now and I think of how I would have led people into postures and I was my and actually this this reflects on 
even being in college, like I just give too much information. I find it hard to be concise. Yeah, I so I'd be like sometimes because you're so excited, asana. like you're aren't like, you? I yeah, know all these things. Yeah, trick and asana, spiral your right thigh muscle, engage your kneecap, <laughs> turn the back foot in, straighten the front leg if that feels okay, lift up through the torso, and by the time like you actually <laughs> take them into the pose, they're like, please stop talking. Yeah, or they or they've heard. Like I was they're not going to take in yeah. anything you're saying. I reckon mm. I take in 40% mm. when I'm in a yoga class, you know? And when you're orientating your body in space, what are you able to take exactly. in? Exactly. Like, that's another thing. The positions are the way in which people are moving in space. Like, you, you, how would you even know how and what they're actually able to take in? Oh, and, like, you can see it. How many times, and you guys can't see me now, have you seen people, like, or like you know if you're in, like what the fuck is going on even if you're like i'm talking about now when i say inversion i do not mean standing in your head but like let's say down dog or even padang hustasana or mm. padastasana where you know your heart is lower and you're in a forward fold you're essentially upside down so like you know you might say to people oh just lift the shoulders what what way yeah and, if you say lift the shoulders up some yeah. people might think that's up towards the ceiling yeah, which or is st- actually down their back yeah yeah or is or, it up towards their ears yes you know bring yeah. the shoulder blade scapula yeah. down your back and you're like but i'm upside down yeah exactly what the fuck and it's like just kind of like i just in the end started saying things like just do what feels good yeah. for you most you know? people will do 80 percent of the work for yeah. you but it's really interesting when i was teaching on the 100 hour prenatal with usha like it's one of the reasons why I feel we work together. Usha's so passionate about the content, about the psychology of mm. it. Um, you know, and then she's always like to me, you do the techniques yeah. because that's the bit that I love. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, how are we actually going to get this information into their bodies, then them to translate that into the bodies mm-hmm. of their students. Um, and I have all of these systems I've developed over the years that are loose, like they're not yeah. rigid of how you actually cue someone into a pose that that's another is... thing i feel like with yoga teaching rigid rigid rigidity yes will get you nowhere like how many times yogis have you come away from a class being like oh my god i just used my teacher's voice and i really see this in india because obviously my teacher vishvaketu is indian mm-hmm. and his first language is hindi and his second language is english so he would say things like um do same what you did other side or Mm. proud yourself, you Mm. know, like, which means like open up the chest and be proud. And I've seen students come away who are fluent in English using that language Mm. instead of actually speaking from the heart. Now, when you first learn something, of course, you're going to emulate your teacher. Of course, you are going to have this kind of, um, background sound of mm. and we've we've all done this like when we started teaching outside of lockdown say it, yeah raise your arms up to the ceiling but you catch yourself and you can mm. refine it and again over time you learn these things um do you know one of the greatest things anyone's ever taught me and it was my husband taught me this he said with regards to language he was like because you know you'd see like i don't know you might listen to some podcasts and like i'm just going to call it like there'd be fierce wanky language like oh, yeah, you know yeah and I used to always really almost aspire and look up to these people because this is when I believed I could never go to college and I wasn't mm-hmm. intelligent enough and like I wouldn't even know what they're saying right yeah. and you see it with academic papers yeah. as well you know it's not like you can argue like what we're, in terms of like scientific literature you want it to be open to the public so that they can enjoy it mm-hmm. and take from it what they need but like 
it's not accessible. No. And it's a big point of contention as well, you know. Um, but I used to look up to like, and you you could see yoga teachers as well, like, you know, sometimes like how, and I used to maybe do this talk about the body in terms of like using maybe very um anatomical language, you know, yeah. and Dwayne said to me, like, this wasn't about yoga or anything, but he said to me, he was like, hell, he was like, you know, um, someone can use this very complicated, intelligent language and they might sound intelligent, but he was like, you will know someone's intelligent when they can take intelligent concepts and explain them to a six-year-old. A hundred percent, yeah. And, and I'm like, And actually, yes. that's teaching in a way. It because, is. yeah, you can throw in all these fancy But you know words, what you're talking about. But you, can you actually explain that to someone? Yeah. And like, to me, the art of a teacher is not just being able to instruct something, but in being able to help someone understand something. Mm -hmm. And there's that lovely phrase of a good teacher doesn't tell you what to see, they show, show you, you where, where to look. look. And then you as a human mm -hmm. can. And it's something I've been so fortunate to have and something that will that is like a foundation for any teacher training that I run is that you are gonna find figure out through lots of practices, time, reflection, space, encouragement, who you are as a human and, f and a yogi, and from that place you will teach. Mm. Because then you'll find your authentic voice, then you'll teach from the heart, then you'll teach from experience, as opposed to here's a script, mm. and you're gonna regurgitate that, mm. not take into any account the energy in the room, the people mm. you're teaching, and I get so fucking passionate about it I because it's it. so exciting. And um, meanwhile, there is, <laughs> and this actually is interesting to me. I love teaching yoga. There is not a single cell in my body that would ever want to teach a teacher. So interesting. But when I actually think about it, I'm like, but around maybe the concepts of mental health and minding vulnerable Absolutely. people. Absolutely. I could see myself maybe in years when I hopefully qualify and get my degree that like I could assist maybe on teacher trainings about kind of maybe the mental health aspect of things 100%. you know but with regards to teaching like yoga I love teaching yoga I want to teach yoga forever it's changed my life it's mm. so transformational I got into psychology and you know and I'm passionate about this to combine it with these holistic practices but with regards to like teaching yoga teachers to teach yoga no interest no nah. nah. that's fine that's why you're not doing it yeah <laughs> do you know um something else i'd love to touch on and this is controversial now. are you ready i'm gonna take a deep breath are you nervous yeah everyone you? pull up your big girl pants now and have some discernment about what i'm gonna say okay are you afraid i'm a little bit okay go on. no but i'm also feeling passionate yeah. yoga is a practice from the Hindu valley right india nepal the himalayas it's an ancient practice. Mm -hmm. I know phenomenal teachers who've never stepped foot in India. They're self included. I know people, I like. people who live teacher. in India and have done thousands of hours of teacher mm. training and, and I feel don't quite embody what mm. I feel yoga is, right? And there's so many benefits to yoga that aren't connected to India. Mm. But I do feel like the more teachers we have who've never experienced holistic yoga, mm -hmm. and I'm not saying that it has to be from India to be holistic, but there's a huge component there, who then go on to teach teachers who've 
no connection mm. to that who then go on to teach teachers who have no connection to that it's literally diluting 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 yeah, and the like, scientist and me when you were talking about a saturated market like in science a saturated solution is when you can no longer dissolve mm. something in water mm. yes we have a saturated market of yoga teachers but i would say the standard is getting poorer and poorer and it should be the opposite yeah that when there's more competition the standard has to increase but because you have maybe non-holistic yoga people teaching non-holistic teachers who want to teach non-holistic teachers that it's just a saturated market of a diluted 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 practice i 100 percent agree with you and i feel it all goes back to it's just not regulated and yeah, on the flip side though how can you regulate that like how can you regulate a craft how can you re regulate an ancient art form there should be a better framework i feel you know well like what if someone said and i know i'm kind of um being a bit hypocritical here i'm almost like arguing my own against my own point but like what if they said that you had to have studied with an indian master in order to teach yoga you wouldn't be able to teach yoga and all the beautiful gifts that you bring to yoga wouldn't be there it's very hard to say to someone you have to be invested mm. and passionate about this it's but so complex it is it? what i will say to anyone listening right please consider who you're training with if you're going to become a yoga teacher and if you're already a yoga teacher and you're looking to do further study please 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 almost in non-interrogate but like check in with the person running the training is this training for you do you feel like they will actually add benefit mm. to you do you feel like they're in alignment with what they're teaching or are they doing this to make a load of money mm. um yeah definitely and, and as a yoga student who's no intention of ever being a yoga teacher does the teacher you're studying under make you feel safe do you feel like they're sharing authentically from the heart and a reminder again and again and again the cost of a class the number of followers that teacher has and the number of hours training they have have fuck all to do with it i think who are they as a person who are they as a person and do you want to study with them mm -hmm. whether it be a tuesday night class or a 300 hour training and spend time with them yeah you know? and do you do you truly feel like they understand this beautiful practice. Mm -hmm. um, do you know what's coming to my head and I don't know why? Why? I'm wondering now if there's anybody in America teaching Irish dancing who's never been to Ireland. Definitely. Thousands of people. I, mean, I would say them? there's a million people teaching Irish dancing <laughs> in America who've never been to Ireland. But I suppose that is a art form mm -hmm. as opposed to a spiritual practice i think mm -hmm. it's quite different now obviously some irish dancers i'm sure would... and we want all the irish dancers over in america of course we want the irish dancers everywhere. and again i just like to really reiterate that that's not to say that if you haven't been to india you don't understand mm -hmm. yoga but there's nuances and specifics that have been passed down by word of mouth through generations that are just getting more and more lost mm. like previously to become a yoga teacher you went and studied with a guru mm. let's not even get into that right now but you went and studied with someone who was a yoga rishi which mm -hmm. is like a, a yoga wise one and you studied with them 
until they told you were ready to teach. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time they would say, your gifts lie elsewhere and they might direct you to something mm. else. No, maybe they're right, maybe they're wrong. Whereas now you pay your two and a half grand, you get your certificate and away you go, mm. and you get your insurance. So, yeah. Complex. D discernment, have discernment. Mm -hmm. um, if someone was to sign up for my yoga teacher training, now maybe they know me and so they feel aligned, mm. but I, the amount of people who say, I'm so sorry for all the questions. I'm like, you're the people I want to work with because yeah. you have discernment and you are really considering this option. If you were to give me three weeks of your life and two, three grand of your money, this needs to be 100% in alignment, both me to you and you to me, yeah. you know? Um, and I actually had a beautiful call with someone. Hopefully she's listening. I know she just started listening to the podcast um, who's coming on my 200 hour in July. And you know, she, we were probably on the phone for 30 minutes. She was asking loads of questions and a lot of it was around, you know, she was wondering, would she be physically fit and able to do it all? And I so valued her questions mm -hmm. because she's really deeply considering this training and she has signed up. She's going to be coming. Um, and she said she's been looking for training since 2018 and there was just always something mm -hmm. not right. And she just feels like now is the time and hopefully this is the training for her. Um, and the more questions put to you is a learning opportunity for you as well. A hundred percent. Like on the application form, I'm like, why are you doing this training? What mm. already do you mm. know about yoga? And I really insist when I send people the application form, this is not a test. I am not going to say, oh, you've only been studying yoga for two years, so you can't come. Mm. This is a genuinely like, where are you in your yoga journey? Mm. So I can pitch the training yep. accordingly, mm -hmm. you know, um, it's, Teaching yoga is a craft and teaching teachers is a fucking craftier craft, mm. <laughs> I think. Yeah, it's but it's fascinating. Mm. It's so exciting as well. Like you're potentially teaching someone something, like mm. you said, will change your life, mm. you know. And just going back at the start of the episode, I kind of said like, oh, I see like ads coming up and it's like, you know, do this online training. You never have to have done yoga before. And I kind of have to like I've just been kind of pondering on what I said there and I probably said it in maybe a judgmental way and kind of thinking back now the more people who get to experience the depths of a teacher training like it's only going to do good but Ooh, I don't know but I kind of do feel that you be doing yourself a favor by practicing it first yeah for like I would say at the very least a year or two like I, you yeah know, and like it's just I suppose I'm kind of comparing it to when I done my teacher training as well basically I'm kind of conscious that I might have come across as judgmental and I think the more people who practice yoga the better it's a transformational um beautiful tradition but when done certain way though mm. so, but I would just yeah. it is become very saturated you know as well it's the kind of ideals around the lifestyle of yoga teachers we're broke lads and we're stressed <laughs> <laughs> and I'm wondering and this is social media is to blame here <laughs> I'm wondering are people maybe going into yoga teacher trainings for the wrong reasons 100 <laughs> percent um 
it's not glamorous like and I mean it can be and it can provide you with a beautiful life but can I suggest something there you, you know when you were saying you might have come across judgmental I think maybe potentially what you were trying to get at was that marketing that you were talking about oh you don't need to have done any yoga isn't because they're being inclusive it's because they're like we don't care who comes on once we you pay just, our money yeah, yeah yeah so I think is mm. it would that be right that that's the bit that's there's an issue with as opposed to someone being like yeah I would we don't mind how many years of yoga you've studied for mm. previously so long as you have an open heart and open mind you mm. feel passionate about it. that's very different to I am just going to put a couple of grand behind this marketing wise to get as many people on this training mm. as possible to churn out a load of bullshit and send you all off with a certificate and none of you are actually I would really connected. question the teachers teaching teachers 100% yeah yeah like any yoga teacher training that doesn't have an application process mm. I had unless you know the person but like yeah. I had to go through an application yeah. process and I was probably I'd say practicing five years that's a, like and I remember feeling I wasn't ready yeah and now bear was, in mind I was teaching I was sorry I was doing yoga on and off for like a year okay and like I'd say I did 40 classes before okay. I became so I I also don't think that the length of time yeah is the biggest issue yeah um but the cost as well is a huge thing like I've seen especially online um these pre-recorded you know recorded once mm. turn it out evergreen courses that are like five four or five hundred euro and, and good for that for those people they're making it super accessible mm. and I've also seen yoga trainings that are like four five six k mm. And then they have this element of like, we must be the best because we're the most expensive. Mm. Nah. Again, yeah. interrogate. I need to find a better word than interrogate. But like, talk to the trainers. Ask the staff. Mm. Who are you choosing to give your money to? Mm. Um, and actually give your time and your trust. Yoga is such a... Okay, guys. <laughs> we talked for another 10 minutes, but it, for whatever reason, the universe decided to silence us <laughs> <laughs> and when I was editing the podcast it was just silence so yoga is a vast who knows <laughs> who nobody knows what I said yeah nobody oh, remembers what but do you think you were going to say I don't know we were getting very passionate weren't we I maybe it was a good time to call yeah us out, like, maybe maybe I said something that you could have been cancelled I think maybe I kind of wouldn't mind being cancelled really <laughs> I don't know be very quiet in my head <laughs> no actually it'd be crazy anyway but we were talking about what we feel people should do before investing in a teacher training hmm. interrogate i still haven't thought of a better word but do don't feel don't in... feel like you can't ask a load of questions and make hmm. sure it really is the one for you yeah and i i you know a lot of teachers will offer to do like a lot of zoom calls and stuff oh yeah yeah um discovery calls are often called mm -hmm. um you can't be talking to someone in person in person yeah, imagine being in, able sorry to in them. lifetime almost mm -hmm. and for other people then they don't want to make a phone call at all and they'll know straight away that's a big phobia for people like yeah me. like i listen to a podcast um so we're no we're not millennials <laughs> yeah no that we are millennials yeah, yeah. we're She's okay millennial with phone too. calls yeah um, it's called and that's why we drink and she's been to like hypnotists to try and get over this phobia and like if I have someone ringing me I don't mind ringing people and speaking on the phone but lads I don't know is it just me but if someone rings me and I don't have their number saved I want to hurl 
my phone answers. Oh, I never answer them because my number is on my website, so I yeah. get loads of those scam calls. I feel like we talked about this. We before. did. Anyway, what I would like to close out the episode was what? what it was. What? It was what? Did you just remember what cut us off? It was the millennial pause. <laughs> By the way, guys, it's two weeks later. I was going to edit the app, the app, the app to release it in a few days' time, and I was like to Kelly, "There's silence at the end." So oh. we're back in my kitchen now. So probably different sound quality. But so it was a millennial pause. Go on, tell them. So I saw I I see TikToks on Instagram because I'm not joining TikTok. <laughs> And so you're two weeks behind everyone, basically. Basically, yeah. Um, so the Gen Zers think that we do this thing called the millennial pause, where if someone of our age is recording a video, <laughs> we take a pause before we start because they feel it. The reason being is we are from the Stone Age, and the technology was so bad that the videos used to have to catch up, or it yeah. used to be a buffering. I think it's manners. That's what I think it is. <laughs> anyway, we'll go into that in more detail on our next step. But um, it might have just been a big millennium pause. Millennium pause, perhaps. I love it. Um, go on. So, what were we? We were going to talk about plug plug my upcoming teacher training. Yes. And half of my body right now is like, stop being so big headed, and the other half is like, you've been waiting eight years to do this. Tell me all about your teacher. Well, do you know what it is? This is my reason for doing them. I feel ready. I feel ready to teach people how to be teachers. Um, I've done it for years, but this is my way. Let's say I've often been teaching for other people or always been teaching for other people. And genuinely for me, this wasn't a, oh my God, how am I going to earn money this Mm. year? which I always thought it would be, mm. this is a, I think there's a massive need for this type of training. Mm. And I am only too happy to do it. Mm. And I'd love to tell you guys how it all came about. I have been thinking about it for the last year and a half. And I was like, I'll do it now. And like, when we get a home, I kept saying, when we get a home, Aww. like when we get a new studio, you know, I'll do it now when we get a home so that we'll have somewhere to run the teacher trainings from. And then last summer I was down in Real Teen Retreat Center in Dingle. And I turned to Derbyn and I was like, oh my God, this is like my second home. And she looked at me and I looked at her. Mm. And then I was like, um, do you have any chance? Would you host a teacher training? And she was like, what? And I was like, oh God, she hates it, yeah. And she's like, that's all I've been wanting to do with the space. Like retreats are flying mm. down there. Um, she has like some retreats, she's like 80% return guests like amazing. she's got people who've done five mm. retreats during the year like that's amazing oh. isn't it that's a true testament to her as a person mm. and her space her the space mm. and what i love so much about the space i was only just down there this weekend um i've been to some of the most bougie retreat centers in the world like bali spain like people travel all over the world to go to these retreat centers i've never had a welcome like this i've never mm. felt so relaxed um there was another woman on the retreat this weekend who was like she does a lot of retreats and she's like this is my favorite retreat space and it's because it's not perfect and mm. it's because it's not all slick and modern mm. uh, modern modern uh, modern um and it's just literally a home away from home mm. so i was like to her god in my head i was like talking out loud i was like why is no one else doing a residential 200 hour mm. you know where your food and 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 stay is included because that's normally how you do it in india or in mm. spain 
you can Portugal. just focus on what you're learning yeah. then. so I was like why has no one mm. else done this and then I started to think it through I was like oh because it's too expensive in Ireland mm. because if you were to rent out a retreat center or if you were to hire chefs or accommodation for that long usually in the summer it would be astronomical prices yeah. because Ireland is still reading after the Celtic Tiger um, notions notions because of notions so I was like Sturvla like if it's something you're interested in like would we talk about pricing mm. um to see if it could be affordable and she you know can run the space not cheaply but like mm. she can run it a lot cheaper than other mm. places because um of the nature of how like homely and comfortable mm. it is um and you know her and her family have been hosting people in that house for five generations oh, do you know what i mean that's it's so just special part. so special and it's in the gueltoft and it's in the gueltoft it's in a beautiful valley that honestly so it's still yet to be proven because how do you prove these things but apparently there's a ley line going directly mm. from mount brandon which is behind the house mm. out into the the va- uh, not the valley through the valley into the bay Mm-hmm. So she's in West Dingle, past Dingle Town. And when I was down there this weekend, someone was like, this is where the monks came to the Blaskets to find enlightenment. Like mm-hmm. this area is teeming with, I don't know, the most beautiful energy. I've been on the Blasket Islands and it's, it's, I don't know, is the word <laughs> outerworldly or otherworldly, yeah. but it's both, both of those things. Yeah. You, on a really good day, you can see them from the house mm-hmm. well, kind of from the bottom of the garden um and there's a tour which is irish for tower just you can see it from the retreat center from the mm. yoga shala that when you hike up it's like 25 minute hike um you can see everything like it was a watchtower for people mm. to look at so that's going to be the home of the teacher training that's the good. teacher trainings and my intention is as so many people do it like nine weekends mm. over a year, which is how you did it, mm-hmm. which is so accessible for people. Mm-hmm. They can still live their normal life. Mm-hmm. People who have children, people who can't afford, let's say, to go away for three weeks in a row. Um, and that's amazing. But there are so many of those teacher trainings mm. in Ireland at the moment. And so as far as I know, this is the only residential 200 hour intensive intensive meaning you're doing mm. all of the study in one month as opposed to nine weekends mm. over the year. Um, and our intention is that you arrive on the Friday, the 7th of July, you put down your bags. That is your room. That is your roommate. That is your bathroom. Mm. We are a family. We are a community. And by that, we're going to fight. I know we are. <laughs> People are going to piss you off. We're also going to support each other mm. and we're going to be crying and we're going to be laughing. And we're going to be journeying the whole thing together with myself and Durbel as your mammies. Mm. Her dad, Fred, one of the most beautiful humans in the world, as our, our grandpa. <laughs> are they well gorgeous? They obviously are. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So actually, English is their second language. <laughs> so I only learned this weekend that mm. Gwilgori is a word that people who don't speak Irish use to describe Irish speakers. Irish mm. speakers never call themselves Gwilgoris. Isn't mm. that so interesting? Oh. So she was saying a Gwilgori to her is someone who is an English speaker who's learned fluent Irish. Ah, oh, I see. Yeah. Okay, yes, So yes, she yes. says there is no word because that's their yeah, language, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, so you'd be immersed in the Gwailtucht. Obviously, it's all through English. But you know if you want to practice your Irish, you can. Do you know what word is coming up for me? Go on. And the feeling around it. Giddy. Yeah. Oh, so. Giddy. Myself and Derv are two of the most... I would like to say dedicated humans to nurturing people to the yoga. She's also a yoga teacher, but hosting is mm. her thing. Um, but fuck it, we are devils 
there's no other word i know no anyone who's not from ireland might not understand the word devil mm. but it's it's like a giddy giddy devilment devilment mm. even is, is an irish word like it's not is there's it there's no english translation for devilment i didn't know it was an irish word devilment. but like up to no good in a giddy way yeah up to no good in a in a non-harmful way yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so like expect a lot of fun and a lot yeah. of playfulness mm. um and we just want to have the craft like yeah. um so i'm really 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 excited about mm. it um so when how long is it for the 7th, so the 7th until the 30th of july oh, stunning so anyone who's a school teacher <clears> and can you imagine summer. the sunshine dingle in the summer does not like it so you can actually do it usually over 20 days but this is a 24 day mm. training with the view that i've left those days because i want to go on a trip to the baskets mm. i want to be able to bring you guys hiking up a mountain ah no, uh, no funky i've seen Dead. him like a month before he yeah. float went away just if you don't know who funky is google it um i want to be able to say are you going to do the Venezuela? maybe <laughs> i want to be able to say oh my god it's a really sunny morning i feel the energy is low let's go to the beach mm. let's go for a sea swim and do some pranayama mm. on, the, on the, the pier um you know go paddle boarding around the yeah. and like dingle is such a beautiful town i want people to explore the town yeah. and then of course this is over a dinner Derp makes amazing risotto um we were planning all this over dinner and a lovely battle right um we were like hang on a second now that's serving people who want to be yoga teachers mm. but actually what about the people who are already yoga teachers who mm. really want to learn more mm -hmm. because a lot of her retreats mm -hmm. have yoga teachers on them because it's a really accessible way for them to tune into their yoga practice yeah. um so we're also doing five you heard me what's four five 25 hours which you can do one two three mm. four five you can do however many you want and they are going to be one is going to be in restorative yoga and yoga nidra now you could do a hundred hour on each of those topics yeah, yeah. so i am calling this introduction mm -hmm. to restorative and yoga nidra so anyone who has a more yang practice mm -hmm. and maybe they even have a yin training done i'm just like i want to come i want to come this will be so there'll be a friday afternoon mm -hmm. to a sunday okay evening so it's like 25 30 hour let's say yeah and when okay it's i put all the details in the show notes because <laughs> i want to do the pranayama one too. yeah so there's going to be the restorative and yoga nidra there's going to be one on teaching skills mm -hmm. so i know it might be a hard one for people to admit that they want to come but if you mm -hmm. felt like you didn't actually get a lot of refinement of how you teach yeah. um that one is really important it's going to be about your languaging about holding space we're going to do a lot of sharing and experience sharing in that mm. as well because everyone who comes to these will already be a yoga teacher let's say i think that's going to be a popular one because the, if there's one thing i would hear repeatedly from teachers it's just that they're they don't feel equipped enough to go and teach yeah sometimes exactly or confidence even i'd say that will in, in that's the poor standard so much yeah confidence if you feel you're lacking it you know to be able to go somewhere and just everyone's there for the same reason we just want to be able to teach because it, it is I've, oh my god I remember the first few classes I thought it's so scary yeah and the first class I ever thought was covering one of Nikki's class and it was a full oh house my god primary series be petrified and like a lot of her she'd have would have had a lot of like um all different ages mm. you know all different kinds of people 
Yeah, I was terrified, but it went really good. And I remember it so fondly. And one of her students had said, you could tell that Kelly was really nervous at the start, but she found her feet in no time. And I got lovely feet. I'd say you were fab. Sorry, but go on. What's the third one? So the third one is pranayama and energy. Sorry, I'm calling it pranayama more than breath work. Yeah. Because pranayama, we would often use to describe the breathing practices Mm -hmm. we do. But in this one, we're really looking at the energy direction as well. And then the, I think I might have mixed up the order of these, but then the, yeah, I think the third one is actually yogic anatomy. Okay. So there's 101 million thousand yoga anatomy courses mm-hmm. out there where you learn about the muscles and the fascia and the ligaments and the tendons and yeah. the bones and the rotation mm-hmm. and the da, 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 da. This is about the yogic anatomy. So your mm-hmm. subtle anatomy, your chakras, your nadis, your pranas, your koshas. Um, all of the ways the energy moves mm. and all of the pathways in the body mm. um, and how to work with the subtle body in your yoga <laughs> teaching. And then I think the pranayama one is coming after mm. that. And then the last one, you're going to lose your shit. You, this this is wasn't this like is as in the last week or two. Yeah. The psychology of yoga. <gasps> well, I'm going to ask you here live on air. Um, I hope you can in some way contribute to that training, but you could also come to it uh, and we do a trade or something if you want. I'm literally, I hope she doesn't say, imagine she was just like live on her. That's terrible. I just don't know how I would contribute to it. Girl. <laughs> anyway, that'll be with me and Stephen Quigley. Amazing. He's one of our previous guests. A, yeah. He's a clinical psychologist oh and a yoga God. teacher. Yeah, yeah. And we have loads put together already. Um, oh, I about need to come to that one. How often the psych psychology practices are missing the somatic element mm. and often somatic practices like yoga are missing an awareness of the yeah. psychology saying it live here on air why am i living on air all the time <laughs> this will not qualify you to be a psychologist and it will not qualify you to be a yoga teacher but it's open to both mm. and what we're just actually going to be doing is spending a weekend exploring where they overlap yeah and how if you are a practitioner who works with people in either capacity you can bring those mm. into it yes and oh that's so exciting yeah and the only reason i answered like that is because i'm not good on the spot at all i know sorry, <laughs> i just literally was like yeah. i'm just i'm very very aware and conscious that like i'm in my second semester of my first year so like i just need to know my position as well of course i'll talk to you about um, all of this yeah <laughs> but um it's i think it's a fantastic idea and yeah. that's so exciting like Stephen's there for the yep. doctorate of yeah, psychology yeah. bit. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I'd love you to input your straddling of both, like that you've been a yoga teacher and now you're studying psychology. Yeah, the you know? Yeah, of it. exactly. Yeah. Mm. So they are going to be long weekends. I hope mm. they're really accessible. They're also residential. So I want you guys to drive or bus or fly mm. or whatever swim to the retreat Close. center. Mm to drop your bags we're going to look after you your body and your mind and it's going to be like a mini retreat with a teacher training mm. um i would also like to say that all of those trainings the 200 hour and the 525 hours all have scholarship places mm. so free sp- spaces for people who need them mm. just come and speak to us obviously there's a few conditions um as well as payment plans so someone is already signed up for the 200 hour it's paying me 150 a month for the next few months mm, and fantastic. i am trusting because i've had a good mm. chat with her and already she's been on the ball mm. 
um, that that they will pay, even though technically they won't be paid in full by the mm. time it happens. But I really want these things to be accessible for people because I'm fucking sick shit of people with a load of money mm. or being the only people who have access to these things. There's yeah. nothing wrong with people who have mm. money coming to these things, but I just really want to help level the playing field yeah. and have more diversity in who's teaching yoga. It needs to happen. It needs to happen. Mm. So this is my life's work in a way. Oh, I'm so, I feel so <laughs> In 325 excited. hours. Um, come for the food alone. Mm. Come for the, the lols, the divilment. Just being in Dingle in the summertime. Come <clears> for the... the, the actually, well, all kill. those five weekends now are distributed yeah. throughout the year. Yeah, yeah. Come for the crack of kill. Come for connection with fellow teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I never said we're going to do a big like graduation ceremony party at the end of the 200 hour. Yeah. And the other thing that I'm really strong on whether it's the 200 hour or the 25 hours is that there will be so much support afterwards because I think that's so missing mm. you know within the group but also from me that it's like it's not like you've paid your money here's your certificate bye mm. see you later like that it's it's gonna that's be. amazing we talk about yeah. it a lot actually and and all of them actually will have mm. a business element because yeah. I actually think it's really important um Loretta who we will have on the pod mm. said something really funny today she was like it's great being a visionary and dreaming about all this mm. shit, but when are you actually going to do something about it? Yeah, you yeah. know, so hopefully I can help you with some of the tools yeah. of actually all of this passion mm. and excitement that you might gather up on the training. It's mm. like, actually, let's put this into action yeah. now if that's what you want to do with it. And that's a really hard part. Yeah, you know? it's really hard mm. because, you know. Where do you go and how do you start? Like, And can you sustain your lifestyle so you can continue to be yeah. a beautiful teacher mm. if teaching is what you want to do? Yeah yeah beautiful i'm so namaste good night <laughs> if you have any other questions have we covered everything i'll put stuff in the show notes yeah i think i feel a bit spacey we've been talking all day haven't we oh yeah yeah <laughs> and we did a lovely namaste. dinner do not tell them about the dinner <laughs> um you know when you're like five <laughs> and you get like things on your plate that you can make a face out of. i'm actually so <laughs> embarrassed so i have a retreat Tomorrow, I've been up since seven in the supermarket shopping for all the bits. Um, Kelly came over, we recorded a podcast with, well, it's the next episode. Yeah. Um, well, it'll be before this one. Oh, I'll see. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we randomly got hungry and I was like, shit, what's in the fridge? And so we had sweet potato sausages, which are like fake sausages made of sweet potato, yeah. two boiled eggs, a couple of olives, a couple of olives and half a superfood scone. <laughs> from my recipe food cards link in the bio which i just got today i was so excited it was kind of nice to know yeah, yeah. wasn't it it was it was lovely it wasn't a vegetable yeah. in sight but well, look there was, was eggs olives yeah, olives, yeah. yeah. that's a bougie veg isn't it is it it's not fruit it's that's the parting question oh, is an olive fruit. fruit or a veg have we any parting no there's nothing happening I feel there's like, nothing firing i feel like that was a bit of a blur of information for people was it but you're tying it into can't wait to train it. what <laughs> <laughs> no actually if you are listening to this and you know anyone who might be interested mm. wherever they are in the world just send them over i'll mind them mm. um they'd be an honorary irish person um they'd be gone home with flu gwelga gwelga leafa and we'll go leafa leafa is a is a leafa on fuckle like fluent 
Leafa. Leafa is the word in Irish for fluent. Oh, Leafa. Yeah, so you'd say like, oh, well, Gwail Galifa got to fluent oh, no. Irish. No, no, no. Neil A. Neil No, no. Good luck. Okay. Yeah. Slán. Good luck. Slán. Slán. This is Yoga Uncorked. Yes.